Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 141. We are back down in the basement, back to doing a late night recording, yes? Mm-hmm. It is late Friday night, whatever the date is, March 31st. Mm-hmm. It's been a year since I first watched Morbius. And it's going to be good for you. Thank you. And uh, we're heading into quite a weekend of wrestling. Mm-hmm. A lot to watch, mm-hmm. right? It is WrestleMania weekend, which obviously we're going to watch. Yes. And hopefully are more entertained than last year. I saw at the entrance stage. Yeah, I saw they showed the what everything looked like early, With right? Some weird skate people who I don't know. Some weird what? Skate, skate people that I don't know. Skate people? Yep. What are skate people? Skaters. Oh, skateboard people? That I don't know. Why are there skateboard people? Good question. Because long ramp to oh, okay. jump. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so we'll watch Mania. We're going to watch, what else? Stand and Deliver? Mm-hmm. We already watched. We just were watching a bit, or I was mostly. You were there watching some, what's it called? Multiverse? United. United, which is Impact in New Japan. So watched. Ain't, ain't no forbidden door, let me tell you. Watched a few matches there. Nothing amazing. I mean. No, it was okay. Yeah, we watched uh, Kushida. Leo Rush was the last thing we mm-hmm. watched. And the tag team, the multi-four and team. The scramble thing. And the uh, X Division scramble, which was shorter than I expected. Yeah. None of it was bad, but none of it was... Yeah, um, it was okay. I wouldn't say it was a high spot or a rest hold. It was aight. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. I'm probably going to check out... What are some matches I wanted to check out? I'll probably go back and watch the Vikingo... Commander. Commander, and there's also one with Black Taurus from AAA, which I wouldn't mind checking Mm -hmm. out. But, yeah, we're going to sort of... I guess this will be going on April 1st, so happy birthday to Morbius. Sure. It's a year old now. Yeah, you mentioned that already. A new Marvel Legends arrived. No, that was twice in two minutes. I saw it a day early. So oh, and I, uh, we didn't plan an April Fool's thing. That would have been funny. No, we did not. But yeah, I don't know. This week, anything exciting to discuss? Uh, Just Stardust is getting an elite. Pretty boring. I'm yeah, pretty you've been waiting to talk that. about that. You're going to talk about that and figuring. Oh, it out. I just wanted to mention it again because like it's just you're really the funny only Stardust fan in the world. Well, if you're going to tell sit there and tell me like Stardust getting an elite in 2023 isn't funny. Then I don't know what your definition of funny is. Right. And it's probably not Stardust. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I was going to say something. And I think something happened, but then I forgot. I would nothing going oh. on this week, really. Uh, Bad Batch is finished. Yeah, we watched the finale, right? Or are I we did. one behind? I'm one behind? Two. Two behind. Because they did a double thing. Oh. Actually, we watched 14, right? Yes, we did. Okay, so yeah. I don't we, know what and I And we need to catch up on Mando as well. Are we one behind? Two. Nice. Which I've heard is good, but I don't know. I just need to find the time. And due to you working tomorrow and working tonight, we All right, are we're doing in this a late. predicament. Yeah, so we're going to be up super late, but your brother's basketball is on a couple-week hiatus until provincials, so I don't have to get up for basketball. I have a physio appointment early afternoon, and that's it tomorrow, mm. so good for me. And wait, when is it? 12.30. Damn. Why? I just said you could drive you to work. Yeah, that doesn't really I'll work. I'll be back before then. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, but anyways, mm-hmm. that's very exciting banter for everybody. I swear I had something like that I thought of earlier. <laughs> and like, I'm just like drawing. I'm like, I swear I had something. I'm just, I'm trying to remember what happened this week. And I, I, I had, I know I had Nothing. something. Okay. We had badminton um, practice. That was exciting. Uh-huh, um, I watched rugby practice. That's not exciting. Um, quite the life you lead. I, I swear I had something. I don't. Now I'm disappointed in myself because like 
You should write it down, obviously. Ah, uh, um, this is okay. That's yeah, okay. I, I give up. It's probably going to be a pretty beefy episode of wrestling yeah, once got, we get into we it. Yeah, so. like a triple preview because I did not watch uh, Impact this week because it was. I don't know. It was weird. It yeah, weird is right because I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't exactly a highlight show, but there was a match from 2021, and then there was a Alexander whoever match from what a week ago or something. I don't know, but. It didn't look Before like he got injured. It didn't look like they were forwarding forwarding any storylines no, or anything. They're probably focused on their uh, high budget. So I, show. I I tapped out and watched ROH instead. So I'll talk about mm. that in high spots and wrestling. I didn't really bother with those because uh, we've got enough to talk about. And then yeah, in we'll, our mini previews, we'll finish up uh, with some previews of all of the mm-hmm. WWE stuff at least, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there. And but anyway, stuff from Access. Yeah. We Not should, all access, that's the wrong thing. That is the wrong thing. Anyways, we should probably get started because we're going to be up well past midnight as it is. So let's switch into talking about wrestling after all of this fascinating banter that's going to win us. I don't know what the big podcast awards are, but that banter's getting it for sure. Um, Whatever the awards well, are, we just I won all I think Podbean should do awards and they should, have, they should give us beanies. All of them. And we would have all the beanies. Yeah. Just stack them right on top of yeah, each but, other. And like, it's a literal beanie. Yeah, they just, you spray paint it gold. Nice. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about wrestling. First segment, you know what it is. We're going to look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. So taking a look at the ratings this week, NXT averaged 620,000 viewers, which is up 14.2%, and earned a 0.16 in the key demographic, up 33%. And yes, we get a second something. It is NXT's Hooray. second highest demo rating of the year. So going back all of three months, impressive. Basically, yeah. Uh, Dynamite averaged 833,000 viewers, down 12.7%, earned a 0.28 in the key demographic, down 15%. Fourth lowest rating of the year in the demographic. Uh, <laughs> that's, not, the ch- uh, yeah. that's the stat they cherry-picked. Okay. So NXT up in both. And Dynamite down, not an insignificant number in both. So take that for what you will. I don't even know what I will take it for. I only have three news items after that, so you go ahead. Um, So they rounded off the Hall of Fame class, so we got the... Oh, I didn't hear the, this. The so. Warrior Award. Ugh. He was a trash bag of a human being, and the fact that they've named an award after him and re- like give it to people for doing good stuff is annoying to me. It's but anyways, um, I don't know why they gave it to Tim White. He, he's that the referee from Attitude Era. He passed away last year, and he was in like the suicide angle, right? Back in the day, what I'm angle? pretty sure. What angle? They had a re- he was like a referee, and he was like gonna kill himself. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I know he was a ref, if memory serves. So he's getting that, okay? And then I don't know. And then so now the full class is Rey Mysterio. Great Muda. Sounds good so far. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. we take a complete left turn. Stacy Keebler, Andy Kaufman, and then Tim White. Yeah, I, I Andy do you, you know Andy Kaufman, right? Or no? I know he, he was did an actor stuff. comedian who um did an angle with Jerry Lawler that everybody thought was real, that he was, you know, um, but it wasn't. And it was just a big that's deal back like, then. Like he's not a wrestler, so that's just dumb. Well, it was it was a like a celebrity crossover, and people thought it's it was like actually real theme, back though. then. Like, and he, I don't know. This is like, that's dumb. That's like playing Queen Charmelle or Donald Trump in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know. He it did. was a big contribution to wrestling. I don't know. I yeah, guess, but, but I wouldn't. 
I don't know, if I was doing a, their Hall of Fame, I wouldn't have put I wouldn't put any celebrities in there. And that goes for Stacey Keebler. What? Yeah, that's, I mean, they're just always looking for people, right? Um, that's like putting Tori Wilson in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure they did that. Or the Bellas. Who does that? Yeah, so forced Ooh. into retirement, blah, blah, blah. Tim White ran an angle where he was extremely depressed, so depressed that he attempted suicide numerous times and with different ways. On and WWE? That was, yep. You haven't heard about that storyline before? I've never heard of that. Oh, wow. It was very, very poor taste. Oh, by, yeah, oh, I imagine. That's why I'm surprised. But by 2023 standards, even more so with like the just sort of our awareness oh, mental of mental health, health concerns like, and yeah, that crap. Yeah. So definitely um, would not be on TV today. But yeah, anyways. that is um, interesting. So coming off of AEW Dynamite this week, Don Callis is back home. At least this was a couple of days ago when I pulled this suffering from a cut, quote, so deep that you could see his skull. Yeah. Uh, and so apparently in a scene backstage this week, he was knocked down and into a lighting rig, apparently. And I don't even know how that happened so badly. Was like, described as nuts. looking like he'd been hit with a hatchet and he went to the hospital until 3 a.m. I think the report said something like that's how long it took to put his head back together or something. So you could see that he was, and we'll get there in our review, obviously, but he was bleeding immediately. Yeah, but it didn't look that, I'm surprised it got that bad. Yeah. That's, I still don't believe it. But it, it, yeah, who knows, right? It could be they're making it worse than it seems, but looks like he legit cut himself wide open, anyways. Regardless, yeah, that's oh, that's crazy. I, like when you, I just, I still don't get it. It's just like it's so bananas. You yeah, fall and cut your head nuts. on a metal thing, but What's like bananas? that bad. It's just I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Bananas. Um, on Raw, Solo Sokoa lost his undefeated streak. Oh, did he? Yeah, he lost to Cody, which I guess is oh, fair. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. He's gatekeeping. Yeah. He's so I I think that's that's fine. I think that makes sense building Cody, but at the same time it, it kind of sucks for solo. Yeah, he's had a good run, I guess though. Mm-hmm. Uh what else do I have? Vince McMahon is officially great news for all of us, a WWE employee again. He entered an employment agreement with WWE effective March twenty ninth, so two days ago. Uh and apparently it's retroactive, I don't know why. To January 9th. Um, that was the date he was appointed executive chairman. So all of the stuff that he's been through and the terrible things he did that came to light and him being removed and all of that is kind of like, whatever, just forgotten. Come on back and do what you do. Right. So hooray. If he gets, if he isn't already involved in creative and ends up doing getting involved, that's going to be a problem because I'm afraid we've hated things less recently. Right. Um, yes, definitely. But I don't know. So great, he's back. You know. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm very afraid so excited. Now. Yeah, me too. A little bit nervous, right? For that everyone I like. It's gonna. Yeah, exactly. Maybe your Pete Dunn isn't happening. <laughs> Butch is the way to go. It, it's not. It's not. Gonna, it's gonna get canceled before it actually happens. Yeah. Uh, I only have one other Plans story. Plans are gonna get tossed out. That you probably won't like. Either. Um. Yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> um, WWE has a reportedly approved a new world title design. Yeah. They could real soon. So I'm wondering, if, like. Because I know they want two titles, so I'm wondering if this is like either replacing Universal or they're they're gonna go through with an undisputed title. Yeah, which I think would be interesting. So I, don't, I personally would like one world title, but I I'd also like two. I don't know. I'm it hasn't. Of, I'm somewhere me. in the middle. It hasn't bothered me to have one basically at no, this point. No, I wouldn't mind it. But as, it's as long always, as like it's not Roman, like it's not always gonna be know. someone as strong as Roman either. Yeah, so, so we'll I, see how we'll, I feel then. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that um, new title, good, because I like belts. You do, definitely. Um, the last thing I have is that your boy CM Punk apparently 
There was a plan to bring him back in the works. Unknown where things currently stand. That's Meltzer reporting no. it. No. Meltzer's reporting that Khan wanted Punk back in the company. No, he didn't. And that they had an agreement on reconciliation that no, didn't. had been reached out. Sorry, had been reached, but now due to his, we talked about it in the news last week, his Instagram that he deleted. Um, calling people liars and just being... Oh, I saw that nobody wants him back. So. And so that well, may, At least people backstage. That may have impacted the situation. Like wrestlers. Apparently. Or, but um, yeah, at some point, wanted him back and we're working towards getting him back and maybe that, it's that delayed. dumb. Well, I they don't know. Don't do. um, he brought if, ratings, which is all they really care comes about. back, I'm not going to talk about it at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay? I will. It's like NXT. I'm not going to... No, we're not... No, I'm just going to skip it and you can't do nothing about it. Okay, well, I can talk about it. No, you can't. Okay. Anyways, keep going. This is going to be long. I don't want to be here Um, until 2 in the morning. Speaking of belts, the ROH belts have all been redesigned. Yeah, we saw it because we, uh, well, I saw it. Did you see it? Yeah, you saw it. I saw them because I have been, I follow this guy who uh, I watched Ring of Honor this week, so I saw it. Yeah, so the the world title, pure title, and tag titles all have like the same design pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like they're almost too similar because I know they were before, but like interchangeable. Yeah, but like the faceplate's like a different shape, kind of a little more rounded, but it's got like that, the classic ROH plate kind of yeah. ingrained in there. And then it's got like circular plates with the wrestlers doing different moves. So um, I don't mind like the modern uh, ish look to these. Like, and I think making them more uniform with all the belts. Like, I think they should probably redesign the TV and women's titles because those are still kind of the, the uh, I think it was made by Wildcat belts, like that kind of mm-hmm. design. Um, that they used to have for the world title and the tag titles, and then they went back to the retro one. So I feel like they should kind of, they need to figure out what the look they want for all the belts, which I think they're starting to do because it looked kind of weird with like you had like the current TV title and women's title and six man tag titles. Then you have like the old world pure and tag titles. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. There's a bit of a disconnect there, so it feels kind of disjointed. So I think they're kind of. So I don't like it's not my favorite design, but I do like at least if they're gonna try to like have one kind of general look across the board i think that's at least good yep it could uh couldn't hurt i guess i don't care too much but i did i did see claudio carrying the new belt it looked Mm -hmm. fine yeah looked all right uh and gangrel is reportedly making an appearance at mania which i figure is edge related probably his entrance or something yeah it could be or jeff hardy's coming (laughs) new brood (laughs) exactly yeah yeah i saw gangrel not too long ago I don't know on what show or with what promotion. I watch a lot of random stuff. Championship something from somewhere? It was, wasn't it, probably? Probably. That's just my best guess. I think it might have been, actually, Championship Wrestling. It's not from Hollywood anymore. Um, but that might have been it, yeah. I did see him in the last maybe month or two, I think, though. I don't know. Sounds he looked very... all right, whatever. Yeah. For an old dude. He's doing fine. <laughs> with vampire teeth. That's right. Actual factual Lives that teeth. gothic lifestyle, I believe, yeah. is how they always described it. With the red, viscous <laughs> liquid. Goddamn red viscous liquid. Any other news? Uh, no. That's it? Yeah. All right, well, then let's move into talking about the most in-depth thing we do every week, and that's taking a look at AEW Dynamite. Uh, so we kick off the show with the Hardy Boys theme playing once again, scaring me half to death. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I I actually, when I was typing, I accidentally typed Jeff, and I was just like, nope, what am I doing? He's busy. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so again, Matt Hardy versus Jungle Boy. It is not exactly the hot opener on paper that you I would saw. Like um, hope when for, I was but at the what culture ups and downs? They said it was like a hot opener. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I I'll leave my opinion to the end, but on paper, it d- didn't look like a hot opener to me, mm-hmm. at least. Um, so we had Ethan Page distracting Jungle Boy, and then he went for a suicide dive. Hardy caught him with a side effect, which was kind of cool. On the floor, yeah, that looked yeah. good. Uh, there's one later on the apron as well. Uh, there's a superplex from Hardy for two, and so Page is arguing with the ref after the two count. Uh, Hook's music hits. He walks out to fight Page. Uh, Hardy holds Hook for a shot. Page clocks Hardy accidentally, and then Hook and Page continue brawling away. Uh, Jungle Boy counts Twist Fade in a backslide for two, and surprisingly he wins with the like a, it was like a flatliner, and he hits like that basement elbow thing he does he's done yeah. before, which. Like I don't, I don't know if he's won with that before. I feel like he has, but like I don't love it as a finisher going forward. If that's what he's doing, considering I mean, the stuff he can do, it looks better than Cross. Yeah, but or Zion Quinn. Jungle Boy is capable of doing lots, so and Cross isn't <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um. Sorry. So I'll I'll go with the promo and then we'll sure. Uh. So then MJF comes out to speak. Uh. He says he knows the people around here aren't very bright, so he tells them to shut up. Uh, he says he didn't appreciate Jungle Boy interrupting his rebar mitzvah. And says it was kind of a Kanye move. And he roasts St. Louis, which is where they are this week, I think. Uh, he says Jungle Boy had the audacity to say uh, MJF had it easy after the match in, t- in 2020 when their past kind of diverged after. Uh, and that he had an easy way to the top. And that this is the MJF show. And MJF says, yeah, he's right. Uh, and his job is a joke because he barely wrestles and breaks a sweat. Uh, and he gets to come out and roast the fans and collect a fat check for doing that all. Uh, he says he his he says Jungle Boy uh has worked his ass off and but he still has nothing to show for it and he has a right to be pissed but it should be at himself and not MJF nor the company. He says after their match he felt like he had maybe met his equal for the first time and he thought they may wage war for the rest of their careers and he respected him. He shook his hand and he asked Jungle Boy if he remembers the advice he gave him backstage later on. Um, Jungle Boy uh says that MJF told him he has all the skills and potential in the world. But nice guys always finish last. And if, you're, if you ever wanted to be as successful as MJF, he had to ditch everyone and only care about himself. Uh, and then MJF said he did the opposite hang, by hanging with Marco, Luchasaurus, and, of course, Christian, which is obviously your ticket to superstardom. Yep. And it got Jungle Boy nowhere. And if you listened to MJF, it could have been him and MJF running the show. But he listened to the people, and it's gone him nowhere three years later. Meanwhile, MJF is the world champion, and he's still just Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy says a long time ago he thought maybe they would have been friends. In a lot of ways, he wishes he was like MJF, which oh. he he couldn't. He does he didn't he didn't care about anything. Uh, and he says he is happy how he is. And if his way to the top is harder than MJF, just so he can look himself in the mirror, then so be it. And MJF congratulates him on finally learning how to talk. And he agrees maybe long ago they could have been friends or partners, but now he's a disappointment. He is weak. And he said and Jay told him Jungle Boy is weak between the knees. And that causes Jungle Boy to attack him. Eventually, he hits the comebacker lariat, and he goes for that basement elbow on MJF, but uh, MJF gets out of the ring. And end of thing. Yeah, I thought the match actually over-delivered for me. I'm not saying it was a hot opener, because I don't think it was, but there's lots of high-impact stuff, especially from Hardy, I thought. So I was entertained. I don't Again, I don't love the forearm as the finisher, and I don't know if you're building Jungle Boy to be a legit contender if he needs to have a very competitive match with Matt Hardy, but like just separating all of that, I thought the match itself was totally fine. 
the aftermath I really liked too. It was pretty long, right? But um, yeah, the whole thing coupled together felt a little long, but it wasn't bad. I like that they were complementary of each other. Like even super mega heel MJF finds a way to be complementary of jungle boy in the middle of his rant which i like yeah he's i like a that he does it sometimes i always like that he's uh, a professional when, he's trying to yeah i always like that about mox too right? yeah he always does absolutely that. and so i thought their interaction was really strong here and i like it's a realistic story that uh this whole nice guys finish last last and we're proof of this right like i'm an absolute dirtbag and i'm the champion and you refuse to embrace that and you're still nothing basically right so and mjf can really like wind that up too right because he's just so good and so there's a really cool clear obvious heel face dynamic between the two and so i yeah i quite enjoyed it um jungle boy can't quite hang with mjf on the mic obviously but i thought he sounded fine and i guess if i'm nitpicking my only problem is we're just coming off of a jungle boy is not willing to do what it takes angle with christian right like that was the whole point like can you finally do what you so now it's like I thought the point was he proved he can and hit him with a chair and locked him in a... So now it's back to like, do you have what it takes sort of thing. Maybe his hand will come out of the coffin and then Jungle Boy's going to disappear. But I did enjoy this. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a solid match to start the show. Nothing super interesting, but it was better than I expected, I guess. I just don't care much for the firm, especially Matt Hardy. So it's not the best choice for an opener, but it was okay. Uh, it was mostly just a simple one for Jungle Boy, I guess. It's more about the post-match. So, but... With that being said, I, would, I wish they would have picked someone better for Jungle Boy to beat, I guess, just so it's more interesting for me. And I guess it did move along the hook firm feud a bit more. Right. But I feel like that could just be kind of done and dusted. I don't think he really needs to face Paige. Most of I don't think Paige needs to lose that, but it is what it is. Um, then the match um, was fine, though. Uh, typical stuff from Hardy. I thought the couple of side effects were cool, but he hit that like three different times. Yes. I think it was like on the, the floor. The one on the floor was solid. On the apron and then um, I think in the ring. Um, it was a bit of a different finish for Jungle Boy. It wasn't amazing, but at least it was a little different. So the snare trap, I guess. Um, MJ's post-match promo was good. Felt like an appropriate follow-up from the Rebar Mitzvah. Um, I like the thing where he's at Jungle Boy, like where he like, he kind of like ridicules Jungle Boy for like roasting him. And then he's like, yeah, you're right. Which, I mean, I kind of expected, but it's still good. It's still amusing. Um, Jungle Boy delivered again. I thought he actually spoke pretty well. Like he was somewhat on par here with MJF. Um, and as MJ pointed out, he did learn to talk. But in all seriousness, he did pretty well. Uh, the whole thing felt kind of long to start the show, but like no it doubt. wasn't bad. It was a solid start to the show. All yep. in all, it furthers pushing that story along. I like yeah. it. Guts MJF on TV. Next, so. you have Darby Allen open the show, and you do the same thing, except it'll be better. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they rotate through. Just do it, Darby. Involving each he's, of them somehow. He's, he's funny now. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't like that they, they he did the best in the promo segment. Then, you know, his reward was teaming with Sting. Mm-hmm. Yay. Should make Sammy Guevara team with Sting. Yeah. Uh, next, we get a Callus and Omega interview. Uh, it was Omega's preparing for a match later. Um, so, Callus is talking, say he lost his balance on Hangman, um, grabbed his wrist last week, so he's kind of making a cover for the whole thing. Yes. I he told Omega he doesn't have to worry about uh trivial matters. Uh and Omega was getting his elbow taped up. Uh and Callus claimed he would go talk to Hangman and apologize for the whole thing. Um so I thought it was solid. Um Callus was amusing as always. I think the storyline's going pretty nicely. Callus still kind of a weasel. Uh, I think like trying to keep Omega at like his peak singles form, right? Like uh the best for him is when Omega's 
like at the top of his game, like right. when he was world champion. So he kind of wants Omega on that singles run again. Um, so I kind of like him trying to like keep Omega isolated, and like you know the Bucks, are like he's kind of like oh, who cares? So mm-hmm. I, I like the whole thing that they're working here. I mean, it's thrown in a bit of a disarray with the whole thing later, but um, just with how this was, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I used the word weasel as well. It's Callus is a great weasel, and he's trying to explain because obviously Kenny could go on back and watch the footage right and see like oh hangman didn't actually attack you you just sort of and he's still not willing to admit it right like he's trying to cling to anything at I bet, all I, it's a bit it. of a flimsy, flimsy excuse but I think it works for Callus, of right? course yes that's how he is and so you I also like Kenny does a really good job with his face of showing like he's not fully buying it right but right for but now, he's not like he's got other things to worry about sort of yeah idea. he's not going to call him out on his bs right now so they're still teasing the divide between these two and they're sort of laying I that foundation good work with that but kenny's too busy he's got to focus on all these matches right mm-hmm. to really worry about it so i yeah, like I that, that kind of story too he's yep. just like he's got a match to fo- constantly focus on right and he's kind of he's like uh, he's he's telling a bunch of stories and then that also allows him to have really competitive matches where like the other guy dominates him for a while, like Vikingo got in a ton, right? Because he's somewhat distracted by his friends being attacked and Callus being sort of shifty. So it's kind of explains how he can take these long stretches of domination and in matches. And he's kind of got to deal with Blackpool like he did right. last week. Exactly. Maybe this week. So it's it's good. I'm enjoying the pace and the story they're telling, right? So Yeah. I saw like uh, the whole thing's like, I think after Revolution, some people are saying like, AEW can't tell stories and like some people are saying this is like tony khan kind of they can tell stories yeah. they don't all the time um and I there's think, sometimes but, like, once they get going with something good I think, yeah i think uh especially when it comes to the elite like their best story was the elite and i think this is also uh super interesting and Every, it just yeah. so happens to be the elite again and wwe can tell stories too it doesn't mean they do all the time they're capable i can't think of anything good bloodline the bloodline yeah. but like they still can yeah absolutely evidently um next we get uh 2.0 and the claims night on the town um so like because i guess because they're trying to recruit the claims i know but anyways go ahead they're doing a bunch of stuff um two more taking them out of places they're having like a dinner and at the end they extend the offer to join jazz again uh the claim to agree to make the decision next week um it was kind of random but i thought it was kind of fun like it was a nice little segment um i don't think the claim will actually join but I think this is making the best of a storyline. I don't really care, but like it, it was pretty amusing. I thought. Yeah, it it was a little bit of fun, it for sure. But it's just, I, I'm, I like, I'm not sure what's happening. I get that. Yeah. I get that it's a recruitment thing, but why? Why does 2.0 think they're recruitable? What did they do to? Did I miss something? Like, why are they thinking the acclaimed would even consider it? That's where I'm. Like, I don't get it. Sports and then and then why are the acclaimed? giving their time and having such a good time getting along with them through this little vignette, I right? It's like you take advantage of them and get like free dinner and that's, stuff and that's, like that. that's kind of, I, I figure I'll wait for the payoff, right? Cause there will be one probably next week. So um, yeah, I, I'm a little confused, but I also think they may explain it next week. So it, it was a little bit of fun, I guess not mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. Um, next we get Blackpool comic covers, Dalton Castle and the boys. <laughs> Do we sort of not really. It's mostly verse one of the boys. Claudio versus a boy. Yeah, ragdolling uh, him. One of them. Yeah. Brandon. Sure. Brandon. No idea. I don't know. Um, they attacked the boys and Dalton during their entrance. Uh, they beat him down around ringside. Mox and Yuta are beating down Dalton and one of the boys, and then Claudio's got the other boy in the ring. Uh, he had a corner uppercut. Then he 
He propped the, the boy seated on the top turnbuckle and then just chucked him. He did. The ring. Uh, then he hit like a kind of a choke slam, but like deadlifting him from the ground, which was kind of cool. And then a Rocola bomb for the win. Um, I thought it was effective squash here. Just heal Blackpool is really cool. They are super leaning into this group is uh, i really like it though bad they're yeah. bad guys I, it's working super it is, well though. yeah it's great and it's cool because you're getting these like show long stories like they kind of did last week i think it's i think it's really well done i think blackpool like i mean they're always really cool but like i think this is really this is a really cool step for them i'm like, enjoying it's, it's it different as well. um i really like it because it's kind of like no who's gonna stop them right they're just gonna do what they want they're kind cool. of thing I, they work they work really well as like the violent baby pieces before but i think them as like these just like bullies running around I, it, it just work. I really it's like working it. for it's, me as well it's really interesting and it and picks it, up later in the show it'll too. get more interesting too but it's just it's really cool mm-hmm. um it this is really short but um good witty use of squash i think yeah and, i think so uh, too solid use of don castle and the boys because i don't see them and doing it doesn't much. hurt dalton he didn't even do anything right no so. so it's a solid use of them too i think this was just like it was a squash but it was effective it's what i expected yep mm-hmm. um recap uh we got a quick recap of last week's events with like uh the boxing taking out and then omega vikingo match and then the aftermath of that right so all that stuff uh then we get a quick hangman interview uh we got a quick update on the box so nick jackson's got a air quote separated shoulder and matt jackson has a partially torn biceps um and he said that obviously the black bull guys probably did it mm-hmm. um Cal's comes in apologizing for last week and he extended his hand for a handshake but then black bull uh beat down hangman and then they decked Callus, and that's where... He splits his head open. Just so far that you can see his skull. Yep. I don't want to see that. Um, so it was nice to get an update on the Bucks. Um, maybe they'll be gone for a bit. Like, obviously, it's kayfabe, so maybe they're just taking a bit of a break. And then you can kind of pick it up before Double or Nothing. Right. Um, Callus saw it as well. Um, this is where Callus got hit, obviously. Yeah, I think I thought the Cobb Omega video quick little thing was good. Because, again, they need to sort of... Some people don't know who Jeff Cobb is, Jeff probably. Kabu. So it made him look cool. And yeah, the, um, the combat club are running amok, right? That's basically yeah. what it is, I and like nobody it. is safe. So that's totally fine. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, next, we get Kenny Omega versus Jeppu Kabu yep. uh, for the IWGP US Championship. And I think one of the commentators even says, like, can Kenny focus, right? So it's this idea that he is distracted going against a monster mm-hmm. in Jeff Cobb. Jeppu Kabu. Yeah. Um, sorry, that's the Japanese introduction. If you don't know what he's doing, which we love, I find the Japanese ring announcers add to everything. I wish they would just use them all the time. They're they're <laughs> awesome. He, the, he yells it the same way every time. I love like, it for everyone, but it's funny. Yeah, it, the one name was funny too when we were watching Multiverse, or whatever. But it reminded Clark, me of Clark Jeff Connors Ukabu. was an interesting that, one. I think that was it. Yeah. Um, before the match, when Omega's about to go, uh, Shivani tells him about Black Bull attacking him and Cash. I thought was kind of weird. That's kind of mean. You couldn't wait. Right? I think like you should have done it after the match. Yeah. And then Black Bull strike then, you know, and then, yeah. like, that would kind of work out nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we get a running suplex from Cobb, which was pretty cool. Uh, he hit like the swinging back suplex, which was really cool as well. He's awesome. Um, he went for a German suplex, and Michael flipped out, hit a rolling Polish hammer, but then Cobb took him out again. Uh, V trigger, which looked really nice, and a snapdragon from Omega, but then Cobb comes back with a lariat. Uh, big delayed superplex from Cobb. Uh, later on a standing moonsault for two from Cobb, which looks goofy. Super clean. It just um, looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobb mocks Omega, hits a running knee of his own. Not a V-trigger. Okay, it wasn't a pump knee. I'm not stupid. 
and then he goes for the one winged angel. Omega gets out. Cobb goes for two of the islands, but Omega's a big dummy, so we don't get it. Uh, he hits with a re a ripcord V trigger, then uh, another V trigger to the back of the head, and surprisingly, he he gets Cobb with the one winged angel for the win. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Getting that looked cool Cobb yeah. for that. Uh, Black will arrive yet again and surround the ring. But then, oh ho, Brian Danielson's music hits and he's back. He runs to the ring. He's upset with Black Bull, tells him to get down. He extends his hand to, um, to Omega and then Omega kind of swats off Yuta. But then Danielson, oh my god, he hits the psycho knee and then locks in the, him in the label lock for a while as Black Bull beat him down more. And then they all celebrate in the ring. Yeah, it was, uh, I really like this match. It was Jeff Cobb's awesome. He's just kind of different, right? I don't know. There's, just his his stature first of all he's like not super tall and he's got the i don't know he's just a powerhouse and a rest uh amateur wrestler so really fun to watch the it was almost like a running brain buster he hit looked cool and then i think there was one part in the middle or wherever it was where i feel like he punched kenny for real right because it looked like he was gonna go follow up and then look back and saw that kenny needed a minute to sort of recover and then he started selling his hand yeah it's weird um but yeah, Cobb, everything Cobb does just looks devastating, and it helps make Omega look super resilient to take all that too. Yeah, he's just a unique talent. I like seeing him in AEW. I don't know how long he's around for or whatever. Um, Omega's great as always and continues to have awesome matches starting his singles run again. So mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed this one. The aftermath I was happy with as well because like maniac heel Danielson is super appealing to me. So And yeah, now we have um, Blackpool all on the same page and they can... They, have a faction they are a legit badass faction, right? And the one small detail I liked about him was that it wasn't out of nowhere he hit the knee. He set up in the corner when uh, Omega turned his back and gave the crowd that moment to be like, oh my God, it's coming, it's coming, right? Instead of like trying to shock them, it was like they had two or three seconds to like watch it to play out yeah. and sort of know what was going to happen. And I thought that was cool. So. Yeah, I was really happy with this whole the match and the aftermath. And I saw a point out like where I think it was when I was reading the World Culture Review of Dynamite or something, and it's like when he's like extending the hand to Omega, it's like the, he would be kind of confused because Omega's got no one there. He's yeah. like thinking about all his friends and close houses being taken out. So of course he's gonna like he may not fully trust Danielson, but he's gonna take that yep. hand and you know, take whatever help he can get, and then yep. obviously it comes to bite him in the ass. Any port but... in a storm, as they right, say. Exactly. Um, I thought it was a pretty good TV match. Nice to see Cobb in action again. He was on offense for the majority of this. And I he think was. he looked pretty good. Um, the standing insult's always pretty funny, but it looks it looks good. Cause how is he doing that? Um, he had some other cool power moves. No tour of the islands. I'm not saying he has to win with it. I'm just saying he's got to do it. Um, kind of like a drill call scenario here, except drill call you gotta win. Cause like yes, it's a drill call. Yeah, yeah. Um, finishing sequence was pretty cool though. I'm I'm impressed. Uh, Mega hit him with the one winged angel. Pretty easy too. Um, it was impressive. Um, I got spoiled on the post match ahead of time since we watched the day late, but I still liked it a lot. Um, it was nice to see it dancing back out of the blue. And while it was a little surprising, uh, I'm happy because I got what I wanted. I'm down. We can have heel Blackpool completely versus Hangman the Elite, which should be amazing. Looks like uh, that could go on the whole year, and I probably wouldn't care that much. No, like instead the Jazz Blackpool. I'm in no could, hurry. This I could go the whole year. Um, I'm assuming this is our Anarchy in the Arena type match, or whatever. Come to learn nothing, and that that's awesome. Yeah, I'm super pumped about this. All heel Black Bull is really cool because they've been kind of doing different things since mm-hmm. uh, Regal left. So I like that they're uh, 
this is like the full unit now. I really like that. Me too. I'm very happy with the way things are going mm -hmm. for them. Um, next we get a recap of last week's FTR gun segment. Uh, then we get a gun promo from this week. Uh, following that, uh, and Austin says FTR is one of the best tag teams of this generation. It took them 19 years to get there. <laughs> well, it took the guns too. Uh, Colton says they have held the tag titles the same amount of times. That's awesome. Which, that's a, that's a true statement. Technically the truth. Um, Austin says they used to look up to them when they met them, but, and then they met them. Uh, now they hate them, and they mentioned how they used to look up to their dad, and <laughs> now they don't. And, and look what they did to him. Yeah, and they say top guys out. I thought this was good. I, I don't know. Like, these guys are getting better in ring and promo wise i thought this was a very solid heel promo that they made a couple good points they made me laugh so i yeah i thought this was pretty good from the yeah. the guns thought it was pretty solid i mean it was kind of amusing again yeah uh, a little more in the vein of the funeral segment right so that, which we which really enjoyed better. so th these guys are at least have have moved up to hit and miss for us they were just miss now they're like yeah they have i think some most of their stuff. matches are still kind of missed to me but like I don't know. At least this Character is Character work like, is getting pretty this good. This is getting the right so and then you just need the in-ring ability to kind of catch up right. and then but I think they'll get there hopefully. Yeah, there this was solid. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh next we get Butcher versus Orange Cassidy for the AW's AW's leveled up international leveled championship. Up. Which I like I mean I'll point it out when I'm putting when I'm talking about my thoughts but like you just had Butcher job to Sting in a in the multi man tag and like no, he's his offense has gotten no sold a million times and you expect me to take him seriously in a title match like it just doesn't work no nope. so that's kind of dumb uh so Butcher and Blade attack Cassie before the bell Blade gets sent out uh Butcher catches a diving crossbody uh, and drops Cassie on the actual turnbuckle so that's kind of cool uh Butcher swings Cassie back and forth so he's like standing in the barricade and he's gone like down like a power position kind of like holding him by his legs and he's just swinging him into the two sides of the barricade. It looks good. Um, Butcher locked him in a cloverly submission for a bit but until Cassidy gets out uh, there's a shoulder breaker from uh, Butcher and then he goes for a suplex. Cassidy hits a stun dog millionaire and then a tilt world DDT and a diving DDT for two. Uh, Butcher distracts the ref and Blade hits Cassidy with a crowbar so he came back. Who would have thunk it? Uh, Butcher covers Cassie for two. Best friends come in and attack Blade, and then they hit Butcher with the crowbar. I think it was. Uh, and then Cassie hits an orange punch and a beach break for the win. Shocker. Yeah, I kind of struggled to get into this one. I think Butcher is cool, but there's like you said, there's no way he's winning this. And I the action was fine, but a lot of moving parts again, right? So I I don't know. It was it was fine, I guess, in the middle of a TV show, but I didn't think it was anything special at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an okay match. Um, didn't get much into it. Uh, Omega Cobb was much better. Yes. Uh, but this is okay. Butcher looked decent here. It just means little because of last week. You know, it just it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And um, the finish was okay. A bit of a cheap finish for Cassie, which is interesting. But the match was decent. I feel like the time up on this reign is soon. I feel like I think so too. A double or nothing. You need to find the right person to drop it to. Like, I don't know. Maybe Ethan Page. No. Probably not. Mm, king of the... Damn it. Now he can't be King of the Atlantic. Nope. Um, King of the Internation. In king of the Continents. Sounds good. That's not an intercontinental title, though. So Isn't it? International? King of the Nations? King of the Anyways, I don't know. No, he needs to form 
the League of Nations. But I think Cassidy's done all he can with that title. Yeah. It's time for somebody else, feels like. He has all run, but I don't like... Yeah, he's been good. It's just I need I'm ready for something else. I don't know what it is about his run. I just don't like as much as like if Darby Allen did this, I would be totally fine. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just something's like I I guess cause sometimes it's for me. Like he's had great matches. Like the Udo one was I really good. I like a good. lot of his matches, yeah. But it's I don't some there's some sort of disconnect for me and I don't know why. Yeah. But I'm just like I'm I'm okay with a change soon. Me too. But I think I think he's done a solid job, nonetheless. Yeah. Uh next we got a cargo promo. Yeah, I have very many notes. My, oh. It says Cargill et al. <laughs> That's oh, it. Oh, my thoughts are deep here. I really, I really dove into this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jay was complaining with Ty again. Uh, she used her finisher to beat Layla Gray. Blah blah blah. Uh, smart Mark Sterling said said broke his nose, which I thought that was kind of amusing. Uh, he said they will sue Taya if she uses it again. Uh, Jade reminded us she's the champ or whatever or something, and uh, she told her lawyer to get the job done. Uh, so that's a thing. Um, so like, uh, all I wrote was, "Oh wow, how different!" I don't care. Yeah, Jade looked cool, and I remember being like, "Wow, that's a cool it outfit." It was interesting, yeah. But um, it's just kind of copy and paste, right? There's not. I don't really have, and I don't take any notes because on her stuff be- until it's something different, right? It's basically just the same. I just don't care. She gets to speak and give a little bit of attitude, and now she has a lawyer with her, and that's it. So yeah, sure, okay. Yo, you're using my move. Speaking of Don't titles that need to change hands. Uh, Juice Robinson? She's going to beat Cargill? Oh, because we're... Okay, never mind. It's a reverse segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, She's yes. another one that I'd be fine with her No, this one, I des- on. I actually wanted to change hands. Yeah. Like, I think the Cassie one, I could, at the moment, I can take it or leave it because he puts on solid matches. But mm-hmm. Cargill, you need to get the bell away. I think so. Again, this is the longest title run in AEW currently. This the experiment is has run its course, and we can move on. Uh-huh. She's fine, but she's not. Give her some more time in a lower pro. I don't know. They don't have time to do women's story anyway, so who knows what happens. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with her. Uh, next, to get a Juice Robinson promo. Uh, he's facing action journey on Rampage and says every bit of the beating will be for Starks, uh, but it's only a taste of what Starks will get next week. Um, I thought it was a solid promo from Juice. Uh, it's kind of it was kind of simple again, but I liked it though because uh, he amuses me the way he talks and his mannerisms. So he had um, like a he, vein exploding in his head. He he's pretty amusing though. He's just kind of he's a funny sounding dude. Yeah, awesome um, intensity. I yeah, don't know. I like that. Yeah. Um, and like he uh, he's a nice mid carter to keep around. I I kind of like the way yep. he's used on the roster. Um, so I I, I like that. Still no explanation for what his hatred of Starks comes from, but yeah, I thought like. <laughs> And it's kind of making he's me laugh crazy. that he's just not saying, really giving a reason. <laughs> he just attacks people because he can. Right. So and if he can't attack you, he's not gonna. But yeah, he's got he's very intense here. Just a vein bursting. I don't in his know forehead. what it is, but I I enjoy me some Juice Robinson. That's right good nowadays. Yeah, I don't imagine he wins in this no, match, but, but uh, he's getting on dynamite, so right. I'm good with that. That's true. That is fine by me. Uh, speaking of fine by me, mm-mm, no. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale. At least I won't even say my normal line. No, at I least it's like this is at least like better on paper. People who are focused on a little bit. Yeah, right? no, I'll yep. mention that after too. And like this is actually like it looks decent on paper. It makes sense to me. It's yeah, it's actually it it works. It works well enough. Uh, Willow blocks tilt world attempt from Soho. Hits a sidewalk slam. Uh, here she hits multiple body slams. Um, later we get a suplex from Soho for two. Spinebuster from Willow for two. Uh, DVD from Willow for two. That DVD was awesome looking. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Soho hits two riot kicks or no future or whatever you want to call it for a near fall, which surprised me. Uh, Willow counters destination unknown into a backside for two. Then she pounces Soho. Uh, Saray distracts the ref and Storm prevents Willow from hitting a doctor bomb. Then Soho rolls up with her feet on the ropes for the win. And then they beat up Willow until um, Riho comes out with Sky Blue and they get overwhelmed. And Jamie Hader makes a save. Riho's getting a title shot for some reason. Yeah, I don't pe- get it. The baby faces in this division are not very bright because they keep doing this every week, right? Come out and wrestle them on their own and then get jumped and then get spray painted and then people have to run out. Like, bring someone with you. Like, you know what's going to happen. Okay, just don't, or don't bring Sky Blue. Right. Or like, Riho had a pipe last week. Where's the pipe? Yeah, she did. Comically almost. Like, yeah, half like, her size. Where's the pipe? I don't know. But I thought Willow looked good here. I hope someday they give her a chance to string some wins together. Because, like, she's pretty good in the ring. The crowd's behind her. She's different. She's really good at being a baby face, which is something that's hard to find. But I, I guess the match was exactly what you would expect. It was It was good enough. Like, it wasn't amazing, but better than what we get in this slot most weeks right so i just still don't care about this group and something i noticed this week is having them so closely follow an actual badass group in blackpool combat makes right makes them look worse what are they called the outcast the outcast because they're kind of i didn't even think about that they're kind of trying to do the same thing and i just don't care like, at all I, like anarchy can just yeah like like, like just... the the roster bullies and there's like right. beating up everybody but blackpool's actually just doing it so I appreciate that they're trying to give a women's storyline a lot of attention. I just wish it was one I cared about a bit more and was successful, right? And it mm-hmm. it feels like they just keep bumping Soraya down a notch because they realize she's not connecting. She's not getting the response they thought she would. So now it's like, this is Ruby Soho's faction almost, it feels like, right? So Which is weird. It's just like, oh, Soraya, people still don't care and still don't care. So I don't know. It's, um, this was, yeah, it was better than what we get sometimes. Still not... Like, I saw a way better women's match than this on Ring of Honor that I'll get to later, but uh, this I mean, was Maybe this will be like, because, like, Hogan was the third guy, but ended up being his faction, so. <laughs> right. Ruby Soho's like Hulk Hogan. She is like Hulk Hogan. In so um, many ways. <laughs> in so, so many ways. Uh, better women's match than we've been getting lately, at least, even on paper, it looked better, like you said. And at least they had a bit of history, even though it was, like, a couple of matches of tagging together. That's still fine. Um, even if this story means nothing to me. Uh, Willow got in some decent offense. She looked good kicking out two finishers from Soho, but with the lame finish, I almost wish she just lost at the finishers, you know? Yeah. Uh, post-match, I didn't care about I just don't understand why haters don't think it's Riho. What has Riho done lately to turn a title shot other than this being original to original favoritism? Yes, I guess Nepotism so. Favoritism to your own originals, your fellow originals. Uh, then we got a quick package for Hobbs. There wasn't a lot there. Uh, it was like just kind of highlighting his recent title wins and stuff that have not been on yeah, dynamite like it was a solid promo <laughs> but just a shame i haven't seen anything he's been doing i appreciate that qtv I, right so i was just gonna say i appreciate that they at least got me caught up on what he's been doing and that it did not involve qtv at all so hobbs is cool man i just hope they handle him right so i was glad that... i would almost say hobbs was cool I hope I'm still thinking he's cool. I, I I am, but I'm almost getting to that point. Yeah, it's close. It's it's getting damaging. They're trying to make it that way. It feels like. <laughs> uh, next we got our main event, which is Adam Cole versus Daniel Garcia. Um, some notables there was a pile driver from Garcia, and then Cole rolled out to the floor. So that was kind of like the, the nice early scare. 
crowd super behind Cole right yeah. away from this. Uh, one. Later on, Cole hits the Ushi Grocery for two. Garcia mocks HBK, goes for a super kick. Cole popped him with one of his own for two. Garcia locks in a sleeper. Cole counters into a pin for two. Uh, Cole goes for a pin with Sunrise. Garcia counters, locks in the Dragon Tamer until he gets a rope break. Uh, we got a butterfly power driver from Garcia for near fall, <laughs> yeah, which I pretty solid. Like did. that's, but that that was really kind, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got a uh, Panama sunrise and a last shot from Cole for the win. Then after that, we get a celebration with him and Baker, and then Jericho comes down to to get, take Garcia away, like kind of check on him, and then he keeps looking back at Cole. It was kind of. And weird. my note says Jack is not happy with Cole's next feud. Cole's next year. <laughs> exactly that's what we're saying that's going to carry him if you get involved with jazz you're getting like six Starks to ten got months. off lucky i think <laughs> i think so too you got like what like three months yeah that's a quick feud for yeah. jazz yeah um you know me i love a pre-existing injury target and makes garcia look cool that he's pile driving a guy coming off of like a super serious concussion so i like that the match was good and a good return for cole i don't know if it's main event worthy um it's not like Daniel Garcia, we like him for the most part, but it's not like he's a huge name, like a main event guy at this point, right? So, which is weird because on Supercard of Honor, he's he was facing freaking Tanahashi. Yeah, but I guess it gets Cole a quote unquote quality win. Um, I found the aftermath with Britt Baker coming down clearly so they could promote All Access. I thought that was kind of cheesy because they literally say that when this is the couple you'll see on All Access, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't like all the promotion but for All Access. Like, it was on the ring mat and the ring. It feels WWE to me. That's why I'm saying I don't like it like that. In the so bad way. I was, like, saying, like, the documentary bullcrap, and, we're like, it's fine with WWE, so, like, I don't know. It's very on brand, and some of it's kind of interesting, but, like, I don't know if I want to see with AEW because they have so much weird drama, and also it doesn't feel like them, right? Like, it, no. I don't think you need this because it's just, I like, either. I don't know. They're just not like that, so it is weird. Yep. Um, but it's a solid return match for my boy. Uh, I think they did a solid job working the injury in the match. The pile drivers look really nasty. Babyface cool is still a little weird. Uh, but hopefully it works out more as, as we see more of it. Or you could just turn and heal again. Like, that's just an option. Just mm-hmm. do that. I really hope he's not feeding with Jazz for a million years now. Does not well end well for anyone. No, it does not. Uh, overall, I thought this was a good episode. Um... I like the Cobb Omega match was my favorite. I like the main event as well. I don't think the opener, like the opener was fine as well. Nothing really blew me away. Um, I like the segment with MJF and Jungle Boy was probably my favorite not in ring thing. The guns promo was kind of entertaining as well. Overall, solid show. Um, Still not making the A range. I would give it a a solid B though this week because the matches Mm -hmm. were, we got three matches that I was pretty happy with. Even the women's wasn't, wasn't terrible, right? Um, so I thought the opener was solid. I, I like, I like the segment after, I think more, um, a squash match was, uh, like a good for a squash. Like it was effective. Like I said, uh, I really like Omega Cobb. That was probably my favorite. Uh, the international title match was okay. Women's match was okay. And the main event was pretty good. Um, guns had a solid promo. Um, I liked all the black bulls. I think black bull were a good highlight of the show. I love the aftermath of the, Omega Cobb match with Danielson. Thought that yeah. was really cool too. Um, and like Hangman was good. Callus was good. Uh, Cargo, not great. Um, I think this, oh, I like Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson was cool. Um, I think overall it was a pretty good show. I'd give it probably a B plus even. Nice. That's good. You liked it a little more than me, which is, I'm happy for you. All right. So let's take a look at some trivia now as we move into our segment 
our segment that we call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so because I anticipated a lengthy episode and it's late at night, it's only going to be 10 questions, and it is about the longest matches in WrestleMania history. Edge versus Orton from Mania 36. And we are borrowing this from the Sportster. So we're starting at number 10, which is the 10th longest, and work our way to number one, okay? And this is as of 2020, so hopefully there hasn't been a longer Edge one versus since. Orton. But anyways. All right, so number 10 was at what many consider the greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania X7. Any guesses from there? And I'll give you more hints. Austin if you... versus Raw. Correct. Would you care to guess how long it went? An hour. No, 28 minutes, 8 seconds. Okay, so you're right. That's what it was. Number 9 was from WrestleMania 27. A lengthy match. I'll, save... I'll let you have a Cena guess. Cena versus Miz. Nope. So, uh, uh, two guys known for long matches. Undertaker. Correct. Any sort of details you have of that one? This was not, it was no holds barred, right? I believe it was. This wasn't the Hell in a Cell one. No, it was not Hell in a Cell. That okay. I can confirm. So, it was a no holds barred one. Yep. Uh, all right. Number eight, WrestleMania 32. Just over 30. Sorry, the one previous, Undertaker Trips, was 29 23. This one is just over the half hour mark at 30 minutes, 5 seconds from Roman Russell. and Trips. No. This one was a gimmick match. Was it really? Was Shane and Taker that long? Correct. Goddamn. Right? So, yes, it was them in a Hell in a Cell, right? I just, yeah, it was. That was and when Shane, Shane jumped off yeah. things, obviously. I just saw like a bit of Shane versus AJ from the Mania after this one. Like, Shane's punches make me laugh so hard because they're like. So, you know, he does, like, Muay Thai and stuff like that. And, like, how Styles doesn't want to, like, do stuff. It's so funny. Uh, the next one is the exact same amount of time, 30 minutes, 5 seconds, from Mania 23. And their description says, This match went exactly the same amount of time as the previously mentioned match. However, it absolutely flew by in comparison. Was it Michaels and Cena? It was Michaels and Cena. Uh, and they're saying this is one of WrestleMania's greatest ever matches. I've heard good things. Yeah, I don't remember. Obviously, I watched it. Obviously, because Michaels is great. And I think it was one of the first matches. It's it it one of the first matches where it's like Cena can wrestle, you know? Right. And he can, man. I don't know people don't think he can, but he can. Yeah. Uh, number six, coming in at 30 minutes and 35 seconds. This one is from WrestleMania 28. Taker and Triple H. No, it was the first of two matches between these people. Cena and Rock. That is correct. And it Ew, was billed as once, once in a, a lifetime. lifetime. It's over there. Until the next time. Right. <laughs> once no in a lifetime until you see it again. Number five from WrestleMania 25 coming in at 30 minutes and 44 seconds. Trips and Orton. No. Taker and John. Correct. Any stipulations or anything to that we need to know? No, that was the other one. Just straight up. Uh, number four is WrestleMania 28, coming in at 30 minutes and 50 seconds. Two guys known for long matches, not super fast Trips workers. And take that is in correct. The hell in the cell one. That is correct. Uh, number three was WrestleMania 2000, coming in at 36 minutes and 24 seconds. Was it the triangle ladder match? No. Was it the four-way? It is a four-way involving who? Big Show. Correct. Mankind, Rocky, and Trips. Yes. Was it Mankind? Oh, sorry. Cactus Jack. Yeah, how dare saying. you? I was going to say, the picture does not look like Mankind. Oh, it wasn't. You say you know wrestling. Number two, I remember this one well. WrestleMania 36. Edge Orton. Cinematch. I'm sorry, what is it called? Damn it. 
Um, Isn't it the greatest match ever? Oh, wait. Is that what they build it as? No, that's a different one. Oh. Edge Norton. It was the last one standing one, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, the greatest wrestling match ever was Backlash. Oh, uh, my this bad. One, no, this one was How the one where like they brawled the backstage, and there's like the concerto on when they're standing on top of the truck. On the truck, yeah. And it was the I one that. where... I don't know why. I always thought it was like 50-something minutes, because this one felt long. It was... It dragged. Absolutely. I, some, that, uh, I hated that match, because it was so long. And what would number one be, do you think? At mm. Over an hour, as your hint. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even tell Olsen, you Brett. from when. Uh, Mania 12. That's correct. And an hour long Iron Man. Exactly. It was like over an hour, though, because he had sudden death. 101.56. Excellent. You crushed that as expected. Uh, so now we'll go back into wrestling, taking a look at... Is it, did you get any high spots in wrestles? Uh, no, I, I was busy prepping the previews. All right, so it's all me. I'm going to fly through some other stuff I watched, what I liked and didn't from those things. And we'll call that high spots and rest holds. All right, so I watched NXT, and as I said, Impact was not one that looked like I needed to watch. So I went back to Ring of Honor to sort of keep up with what they're doing. So NXT on Tuesday was the go home show for Stand and Deliver overall week in the ring unfortunately um especially coming off of just an absolute i thought a classic last week between mcdonough and dragonov but uh decent outside of the ring i guess uh the high spot for me surprisingly was the opening battle royal because i am not a big battle royal fan and i'm not even saying that the the general action in this was anything special but what two things do i like that when that happen in royal Royal in in battle royals what do i usually say makes them more enjoyable for me um you got well i think you have some stories in there good so either the that was basically the two things either new stories starting or, or you, pre- existing stories or boils being down to something good furthered right so um uh, this one felt quick which i liked and it introduced some new feuds and furthered some on top of that i was telling you like the last few minutes between Axiom and Nathan Fraser were absolutely like they just tore it up. These two, there was one where Axiom went for his golden ratio and uh, Fraser caught him with a super kick. And then there was one, I can't even remember which way it went, but one of them kicked up right into a super kick as well. Um, super fast action between those two for the final few minutes. They actually gave them a few minutes just to work like a match. It was awesome. And Axiom eventually did pick up the win. So he gets the final spot in the five-way North American Championship match. So a few things along the way, like Fraser took out Damon Kemp at one point. So I thought maybe that's where uh, Fraser goes next. That's a heel-face dynamic there. So that would work. You had Odyssey Jones eliminate Donovan, well, Donovan Dijak, just Dijak, I guess. Yep. And then he pulled Jones out of the ring. So it looks like that might be an angle, even though it's not super interesting. And then Gulak and Walker... Uh, Both got eliminated by Dempsey, interestingly enough, to further that sort of situation. They would actually have um, Gulak and Walker had a match on this show, actually. And then you had Daba Kato continue his story with Apollo because he eliminated Apollo in this. And then the final three actually was Dempsey, Axiom, and Fraser. Hey, Dempsey. And Dempsey hit an awesome-looking wheelbarrow suplex to one of them. I can't remember who. Uh, And it was good. It made sense because... Cato was the fourth, and all three of them worked together to get him out, right? So I thought that made a lot of sense. The whole thing came in under 15 minutes, and I thought they accomplished quite a bit and gave me, like, a really memorable final five minutes or whatever it was with Fraser and Axiom. So overall, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, Another high spot was pretty deadly. 
so they're the hosts for Stand and Deliver. So they basically were sprinkled throughout this episode and sort of previewing each match and summarizing what led us there. They're hosting because it's like, I don't know, it's not the same as Munia. It's the way to get them on the show, I think, right? So so they previewed and summarized everything for each match throughout the show. And I thought they were really entertaining. Each none of the segments were super long and they just and these guys are funny and they were wearing crazy hats and outfits and whatever. So uh, I quite enjoyed them being kind of sprinkled in along this show. And a rest hold, I kind of lumped it all together pretty much. Almost all of the other matches on this show. So just to quickly go through, you've got Tyler Bate beating Von Wagner in four minutes. Electra Ro- Lopez beats uh, Valentina Feroz in two minutes. Uh, PTSD Eddie, to 2.0. Eddie Thorpe, our uh, debuting uh, Carl Fredericks. He beat a jobber whose name I forget in two minutes. I thought Thorpe looked decent, nothing special. They're sort of selling that they were kind of telling the story that he doesn't do anything special, but he keeps it simple, but like hard hitting kind of thing. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Indy Hartwell defeated Ivy Nile and Saul Ruka in a four minute match to earn uh, the final spot in the women's. I will say, I think Saul Ruka is getting better. She hit a couple of, uh, there was a moonsault to the floor and a couple other things where um, she looks, she's starting to look better. Gulak defeated Hank Water uh, Walker, sorry, with help from Charlie Dempsey in under six minutes. So not much I can say about any of them when the longest one was was like five and a half minutes. But I did think Walker looked better than usual in his match. He was um, doing a lot of countering of Gulak's offense to show like what he's learned, right? Like mm-hmm. counter this into an arm bar and this into a stretch muffler and stuff like that. So uh, anyways, um, a high spot I thought was the return of Roxanne Perez. So she basically approaches Shawn Michaels backstage. She said she's cleared by her doctors and wants to defend her title at Stand and Deliver because right now they didn't know if she would be back in storyline. So they were saying that they were just going to crown a new champion without her at Stand and Deliver. Um, I think Michaels was basically like, no, no, you should rest more. And then whoever comes out of Stand and Deliver, you get the first shot at challenging for your old championship. Um, and then she goes into detail. I don't know if this is her real story or not about having anxiety um, and that basically sort of talks about how her mind works and what she focuses on and that she needs to sort of face this head on and can't let the anxiety win and stuff. I thought she did a really good job. And again, I don't know if this is her real story, but either way, it doesn't matter, right? Because it was good. Whether that is true about her, good, good stuff. And whether it's not, it's kind of an interesting story they're telling is that she's battling some mental health issues. And she's looking to confront them and not hide and whatever. So um, she is a really, really good baby face. And again, they're hard to find. And she's, what, 21 or something. So sky's the limit for her. I don't know how long she'll stay on NXT before a main roster. But anyway, she's successful, convinces Shawn Michaels to put her in the match. So she'll be in what is now, what, a five-way, I guess, ladder? I think it's a six-way now. Ladder match. Right, six-way ladder match for the NXT women's title. So um, we'll see how that goes. NXT loves a ladder match. They do. And so they're not doing it with the men and they're doing it with the women, which I think is fine. Yep. Uh, High spot, we get the return of Prime Target, focusing on Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker. I thought it was really good. Melo is really cool. Um, It's kind of more impressive when he's speaking live because he's awesome live and pre-recorded, he's good as well. But I'm always impressed when he's doing it live, right? And Braun is so... like. In this, it's like Hayes is the new school, cool, can kind of do everything. And Braun is really reminiscent of old school, like Rick Steiner kind of thing. And it's just kind of an interesting dynamic. I've kind of liked the build to this. 
that they've been on this collision course. They're both kind of the face of the company sort of thing. And I'm really hoping this is the coronation of Melo as champion. I feel like it kind of has to be. I think so too. Uh, And I could see Braun, I talked about it with you, show up on Raw or SmackDown or even Mania possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I thought this was an effective, I like these um, prime targets, right? So I thought this was another, not the best, because I remember there's a couple we absolutely loved back in the day. Can't remember who, but this one was pretty good too. Um, Rest hold, the teen drama continues. So you had Kiana Kiana James. Um, So she ends up getting Briggs and Jensen, I don't know how, a match against Tony D'Angelo and Stax. And if Briggs and Jensen win, they get added to the triple threat tag match at for the titles at Stand and Deliver. Anyways, Briggs and Jensen lost. The match was probably better than the other matches on the show because it got a bit of time. Still wasn't great. But anyways, the point is James is doing stuff like this to delay either her or Fallon Henley telling Jensen about this Sebastian. And right. then in a later segment, um, when James is supposed to tell Jensen again, she goes up and kisses him instead. So then Fallon Henley doesn't want to ruin this moment because Jensen's getting his first kiss ever, right? So it's all about this. You need to tell him, but then James finds a way to make it awkward so they don't do it. Again, multiple segments this week. I didn't hate it as much as some weeks, but I still don't enjoy it. And I even feel weird recapping it because it just sounds it does juvenile, right? Which it is. High spot. I thought the segment to end the show, it was Grayson Waller cutting a lengthy promo about basically how he's gotten the biggest match NXT superstar in Gargano to demand a match from him, right? Which is a fair point. Like, you're the biggest deal ever, and you are demanding a match with me kind of thing. So it ends up with Gargano is disguised as a cameraman. He attacks Waller. You watch this because you made a great point, and I went back, and I don't think he did. I don't think Waller signed the contract, right? He took it from Vic Joseph. He took it in the ring. The whole deal was that, like, he would sign if Gargano wasn't there. And Gargano attacks him. I'm pretty sure before he... I think so too. Yeah. But anyways, that aside, Waller's a really good heel and Gargano's bringing really good intensity to this feud, which he should because it was the whole like you went to his house and messed with his family. So I think the match should be good. It's one I'm kind of looking forward to on that show. Uh, switching to ROH, a few things. Um, I, I like the tag team opener. It was Aussie Open. They beat the Varsity Athletes in a match that probably got more time than I expected and maybe was a little bit more competitive than you would expect too. There was one move where um, I think Nice was like a border toss into a cutter sort of thing. It looked pretty awesome. Uh, like Razor's Edge grip threw him into a cutter. It looked cool. And then uh, Ozzy Open did their usual cool stuff, double teaming and Mark Davis just being an absolute powerhouse. They're just really entertaining. They're in that class of like not sure they can have a bad match kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, rest hold for me, AR Fox and Metalik took on... Um, Oh my God, the infantry. So Dean and Sean Dean and the other guy. Oh, I can't remember his name, and I didn't write it down. But anyways, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure why I just didn't enjoy this match. Ar Fox is cool. I don't think Metalik's that impressive to be to be honest. Once you see a bunch of like Grand Metalik, yeah. Once you see like Phoenix and Pac and That's Vikingo true, and I, I like Metalik. and Dante Martin, it's just like he doesn't do anything that impressive. He jumps on the ropes a lot, but anyways. Uh, the infantry are fine. I just didn't find them interesting. High spot really liked the women's championship match here. Athena successfully defended against Emi Sakura in a really physical, like kind of violent match. One spot was Sakura had um, Athena sitting against the ring steps and hit a running cross body to her. That looked cool. Athena looked really aggressive and was kind of doing some pretty good heel work here. And then I just like Emi's 
she yells a lot and has really good facial expressions that I think help. Um, the finish was a bit awkward. I don't know if it was like a crucifix bomb or what it was, but it was awkward. And then she, uh, Athena applied like a really weak looking choke that um, Sakura had to tap to. I don't know for time constraints or whatever, but the finish was definitely not how they wanted it to go. But the overall match was really good. And the only other thing I have is no surprise, and I didn't know it was on going to be on the show. Vikingo took on Blake Christian. Um, so a few things that were it's nuts trying to take notes for him, and I really need to thank Caprice Coleman because he was calling, calling the himself, moves, yeah. and but he was going like he even admitted, but he's delayed because he has to process what he saw first, right, and then like try and explain it. So uh, we had an inside out inverted flipping senton to the floor by Vikingo. But then, like, two minutes later, I think Blake Christian did the same thing, a standing version of it. So, which was great, because Blake Christian's crazy, too. I find him really bland um, character-wise and whatever, but in ring, he does crazy stuff. So, Vikingo, you know, he's, like, 165 pounds. He catches Blake Christian out of the air, and then, like, moments later, hits an inside-out twisting 450, which was crazy. Um they went for a Poison Rana spot on the apron to Blake Christian, but it wasn't quite perfect. It was a little bit sloppy, but still. Um, and then I told you this one. I can't remember. They're both up top. It's either either a Spanish fly or they were like locked up like it was going to be a, a Russian leg sweep. So they backflip off of the top rope and both land on their feet and both still like gripping each other, which just looked crazy. Uh, and then you get basically... A Frankensteiner with some serious snap on it by Vikingo. He picks up the win in 10 minutes. So these guys did a ton in 10 minutes. A really fun match. Uh, and that's all I had. So that is going to end High Spots and Rest Holds because you didn't watch anything this week, right? And and SmackDown was like now or just before we came down here. So ended like almost two hours ago. That's going to free up a bunch of time for us to preview three different shows. So this might take a while. Um, so I guess we'll start out with well, I'm going to put in a little music here so we can catch our breath. So let's go can to do, uh, special any other wrestling business. Our WrestleMania weekend previews. All right. So let's talk about Stand and Deliver first from uh, NXT. All right. Uh, so first is the women's tag match, which is. Your favorite, Henley and James. Right. Against Fire and Isla Dawn. Um, I'm thinking the champs have some friction to further that storyline. You give the belts to Dawn and Fire, I guess. I am agreeing. I think that it just looks like Fire and Dawn are... I, I'm not enjoying what they're doing with the whole spooky witch stuff, but at least... It's starting to feel less like Fire is Dawn's like second sort of thing. So they're more of a team and letting Fire talk a bit more. And yes, I think like the next step in progressing the juvenile storyline is to have them lose. And there's some friction there. And I think it just looks like they're trying to do something with the witches. So I think they get the titles here. I have to agree with you, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we get the men's tag title match, which is Gallus, Creed Brothers, and angelo and stacks um i'm taking the creeds because i think that just makes the most sense okay i just feel like gallus is gonna retain i feel like they're trying to do I something i feel like that might happen but i think they're trying to do maybe something Joe with Coffee gallus shows up maybe that could be so i'm gonna take gallus it just kind of feels like they're they're i don't know if i believe in them but they're trying to do something and it, they're almost like 
it's a weird setup for this because it's like three baby face teams basically it was weird because gallus i think they're a better team like when they're in the small pond yeah i agree and i didn't i don't think i talked about it last week but basically the setup is you show up at their bar and drink with them and play pool and darts and whatever and then they just give you a match because they're good dudes right and even like oh they were willing to have a fourth team in it doesn't matter to them sort of thing because it could have been Brooks and Jensen added, right? And they're like, yeah, that's... All right. So it's like they're baby face. It's all baby faces. It's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like the creeds are... I think you need to rebuild them a bit before a title run. So I'll yeah. take Gallus retaining. Mm. Uh, watch D'Angelo and Stacks win. It could be, right? Sneak in the side door um, and take it. So the women's title line match, which is Perez, Dolan, Valkyria, Stratton, Stark, and Hartwell. Um, I took Prez to retain. I feel like that just makes the most sense. I agree. I'm torn between the only other person I think is Tiffany Stratton. GT Dolan. Oh. I think Stratton will be the one to take it from Perez, but I don't think it's yet. Be- and Perez is doing a really good job. And she just came out as a baby face. Thing. Like, I don't think you right. take her off and take the title off her. Right. And she hasn't had the title long, so I don't think she loses it here either. I'll take Perez to retain. All right. Uh, next we have the five way, which is, uh, Wesley, Axiom, Dragonly, Dragonov, and McDonough. Should be awesome. Uh, so this one's tough to call. I got a feeling for some reason. I think Wesley's gonna drop the title. Okay. I feel like that time just kind of come. Like he's been doing the open challenge deck for for a while, and a lot of people have been coming out. I feel like this is like that kind of moment where it catches up to him. And they do sometimes like the multi person matches to like he doesn't have to be pinned, or you know right. what I mean. And like maybe you just it's just not working out like in some way because like he's not maybe the strongest character. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a chance they give Dragon Lee a big debut and give him a win here, but also I got a feeling it could just because I wanted to happen. Um, I got a bit of a feeling on Jane McDonough. I don't know. I think that could happen, and I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So You're taking JD? just for fun, I'm gonna take JD McDonough. So I'm torn because I feel like Dragonov and McDonough should be a little bit above that, and in almost. I do, vying for competition with Melo. I feel Mello. like I feel like Dragonov could vie for Melo because I feel like Melo has to be heel after that, and I think that kind of takes McDonough out of the question for a while. So I think you give him something worthwhile to do. I'm torn between Wesley retains, but I'm already picking a bunch of people to retain. So then I think I'm going to go with Dragon Lee wins in his debut because although he did, I was gonna say like. His promo wasn't bad, because I was going to say they need to get attention and get him credibility and is not a great promo, mm-hmm. so they could... Uh, I'll, I'll take Dragon Lee. Okay. But that I, I my... won't be surprised if Wesley retains. I was close between him and McDonough. Yeah. Uh, Gargano, Waller. Um, I'm taking Gargano, because I think this is going to be like Waller's, maybe his call-up loss. He could go up soon. Uh, I, which is ironic, because Gargano's already on the main roster, but it still works. Yeah, it feels like you can't and I don't think Waller can really come out of this winning anyways. It's hard to have the heel, like, attack your family and go to your house and do the whole stalker and, gimmick and not have Gargano. he's HBK's boy, and he's been going after Sean for a while, so it's like, he kind of has to get that comeuppance in some way. Yeah, I think, um, and, and I agree, it might be Waller is not long for this roster, possibly. I mean, maybe he's still sticking around, but I think there's more reasons than just add to that yeah. for Waller. Like, I'll take Gargano as well. He's the NXT guy. He'll get another... Not takeover win, but a pay per view win sort of thing. Really? Yeah, and I think he just needs like Waller has to get his comeuppance right in this situation. Yeah. Uh, Breaker Mellow. Mellow. Nothing. It's Mellow's time, and he has a really, really long run. 
unless they drag him up to main roster. I don't want him to go. He's the total package, man. He's the re- other than not being six four. Yeah. He is the real deal. He's mm-hmm. awesome in every capacity, and mm-hmm. it's his time for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Um. So next, we're moving on night to one. Mania Night One. So put them in the order you'd like them. So we'll have the tag team matches the main event. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I figured. Uh, and we have the confirmed opener. So we're starting with Theory versus Cena. Um, I put Theory because it would be nothing but damaging for him to lose. It's the only right move. It, I think Theory has to win here because, like, otherwise, what are you gonna do with him? Yeah, I agree. Cena is. I don't think Cena needs to win. No, and I don't not think at all. And I don't think he has the ego where he's gonna demand to win. And it really no, will. No, I think the whole thing was he sees Theory as a future star. Right. So I think he's, and if they're that high on Theory, if they're high on Theory, then that's the way to go. So I would agree. And I agree. I think Theory's gonna get there eventually. Yeah, I'll take Cena as well. Uh, next we have. Or, sorry, Becky. Theory as well, not Cena. Okay. Uh, Becky. Lita and Trish for damage control. I just wrote probs the faces, so I'm taking the not damage control. <laughs> okay, so it's Lita, Trish, and who? Uh, Becky, because Becky and Lita have the tag belts now, and I feel right. like you see like legends win. Like I don't really see damage control winning that. I'll take damage control just because it's a way to have the champs lose but not lose the belts, and you know, gotta have some it. heels win at some point. I don't know. Theory. I know. I'll just take them to be different uh, a little bit. Seth Rollins I don't care. versus Logan Paul. Um, so while it is Logan Paul and it is his birthday, his contract is up. Expected now. to resign. Um, I ain't seen nothing about him resigning. I saw, I did. Not I that he has, but nothing. that it's expected. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and with take Rollins because screw Logan Paul. Um, yeah, but WWE and babyface. WWE loves to screw Seth Rollins over, and I think they feel like he could lose all he the could. time. He could. So I'll take Logan Paul. I'm not super confident in that pick, but I yeah, just I wanted don't... to pick Rollins. I just feel like they were like, ah, whatever, he's fine. We can rebuild him anytime. He's here to lose to people. One may say you could redesign, rebuild him. Right. And reclaim something. Right. We'll see. Uh, Mysterio versus Mysterio. Um, Mysterio. I I'll take Mysterio. Mysterio. I'm taking Mysterio. Um, I'm taking Ray. I don't really see Dominic winning there, and he's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. I feel like that's the natural conclusion of this feud because Dominic's been kind of dominating him for months, you know, doing whatever. I think Ray yeah, to true. To come up and All right, you talk me into it. I'll agree with everything you said, and I'll take yeah, Dominic. I don't. You're taking Dominic. No, I'll take Ray. <laughs> uh, Apparently, year, Triple H is very high on Dominic. I read that today. I wouldn't go there. I yet. think he's um developing. He's, it's just he is. I just wouldn't go there. If yet. he weren't Ray Mysterio's son, we wouldn't be watching him develop on main roster. He would yeah. have been elsewhere he would, or nowhere. Two point or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, men's tag team showcase match. I want you to try to guess who's in this first. Viking Raiders. Yeah. Um. There's one. Um. Street Profits. Yeah. I'm good at There's this. There's two. There's how many? Four. Uh, four. Yes other tag teams uh, not the models no one more otis and yeah what are they called uh, alpha academy okay i'll give that to you and then last one is you probably won't get it cause okay it's, it's ricochet Strowman. oh right okay um so it's tricky to pick these because it really doesn't matter but i'm gonna go street profits that just seems kind of logical to me i'll um, go uh um, i was close to ricochet Strowman, but that's I'm gonna, who i'm taking okay so that that's a fair pick too because i was close to that but i just like street profits better so I, just, I think it could go either way. It's just, I mean, it's, trick, it's tricky because these really have no purpose. The, t- the tiebreaker is you take the biggest person because that's who they love. <laughs> they're not even like, they're not even confirmed to be number one contenders matches. So I really don't right. get the point. They're just to get as many people that WrestleMania payday as yeah. possible. I would just replacing the battle, battle royal on there, but yeah, 
Um, because that's more interesting to me, I guess. I don't know. Bobby Lashley won that guy, by the way. So oh, did he? <laughs> loser. Nice. That's what we call losing by winning. Yes, exactly. Uh, Charlotte Ripley. Subtraction by addition. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna hurt. His uh, Charlotte Ripley. I'm I going, mean, it has to be Ripley. This is the one time where I cannot pick Charlotte in any way. It, I, it, the, you know how stupid it would be a, if she it's wins. It's a scientific law, though. So. I know, but like it would be so colossally dumb for them to do it this time. I know it. It like Ripley's on. This has to be Ripley's moment. If any, if there were any time. Okay, so I'll take Ripley with this caveat. If Charlotte wins, that is the proof that Vince is back. I okay. feel like okay. pretty much. All right. Right? Like that's him that... going, I don't care what the fans want. Right? Charlotte. Like, like uh, what was the thing recently where they pitched something? Oh, um, apparently somebody in the room with the writer's room was saying that when they were, he was pitching Angle and Corbin, they were like, no fan wants to see that. And he was like, F the fans. They like literally. No one what wanted he said. to see that, and Corbin won, and everyone hated it. Right, but Vince is like, I'll tell them what they want, sort of yeah. thing, right? Anyways, yeah, go ahead. Uh, then mm, the the should be main event, uh, Usos versus Zayn and Owens for the undisputed tag titles. Um, no doubt in my mind, it's oh Zayn and Owens. And really, this one, this one should be fire. It ha- This is how it, ha- it has to go that way, and I does it, it can't it can't go. There's no way it doesn't go that way. What about it's building? All what about this? Uh huh. No. What about this? No. Usos win. No. Retain the gold. Gross. Reigns loses. Okay. And that's the beginning of the like shifting of the power. Oh, I think. Because they're they the only ones with gold and he needs to stop bossing them around because he's not. I think they all lose the gold. I'll take and Usos. And then Roman starts losing his grip on everything. And then maybe now, now with the their record saying rain along, what? Why do they need to stick around? I'll That's kind of what's keeping them there. That so it's it's Zane he'll, and Owens. He'll no try to doubt in my he'll mind. try to pull like Reigns will try and pull off, try and pull off the same stuff with the Usos, and eventually they're getting tired of it. Like, listen, I think man, they all lose their belts, and he's gonna keep trying to do that shtick. And they're like, they have no reason to keep around. They lost their titles. He lost his titles. What's the point? I'll take Usos. Because Vince is You're in control, dumb. and he's gonna go. The fans want Sammy to win. Uh-uh. Mm. Well, it's it, it's Usos. it's going there, man. We'll see. I hope he's, you're right. Sammy ain't getting the main title. He's getting the tag titles. Can't pick all the same things. Right. Usos for the win. Well, that's 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 me getting my pick back for picking Rollins. Yeah. Uh, so next we go to uh night two, which I forgot to write is into. So I'm just gonna do do that. There we go. Does it say night one here? It does. Okay. Alrighty. Alrighty. Um. So I'm gonna kick things off once again with the mid card titles. So this time it's Gunther or Gunta, Gunther, Gunther. I still don't get it. Uh, Gunther defending against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre the Intercontinental Title. Um, so I do see it being possible that that we get a title change here. I think more likely Sheamus than McIntyre, of course, because the whole Grand Slam BS. But I think there's also a pretty good chance Gunther retains here, and I think that's the right call. Uh, Gunther can't break into the main event right now. Um, like that's the only way I would think right? he would lose like, is if he's Cody's next. But I don't challenger because I don't think he can get in the main event without losing to either of them, and I don't think that should happen. I think he's far better off setting like a record with the IC title. I think that's way cooler. Uh, putting on more bangers. Um, I'd love for him to win. I think he will. I, I do think too. that's. I think that would be really cool, and I think that's I am, the best move. I'm taking Gunther as well. I, I just don't think it's time. Like I think, and he, I don't think Sheamus and McIntyre really have 
can stand to gain that much from this. Like, sure, no. Sheamus can get the Grand Slam, but that really doesn't matter right now. Although it could be the classic, we can get it off him without him being pinned, and then elevate but, him. Like, but I, I don't. Think I want. So. I want the. I want him to break the rain. I, yeah, I think too. that's that's super cool. I'm taking Gunther. He and also just getting him a big win at Mania I to sort of really build cool. his resume yeah, too. If you can't get the Lesnar match, I think yeah. this is good. Me too. Speaking of Lesnar, Lesnar Omos. I took Lesnar. Lesnar okay. in Lesnar in under five minutes. Uh, let's hope so. Um, I would say Belair Oscar. Uh, this is actually one of the tricky ones to pick. I thought I was actually kind of struggling See, with this. Like I'm kind of leaning in both camps because we got a different Oscar, so I think she could win. But and also because Belair's had a long run, so I could see it coming to a head here because it's like been almost a year since she's won the title, just about. But I could also see them getting cold feet on Oscar and having Belair win. Um, so I'm kind of torn. So my understanding from listening, not that I watch main roster, but hearing people talk about it, is that. They haven't really built Asuka to seem like she's much of a threat. They've been building her weird, yeah. So I'm going to take Belair to retain because it just doesn't look like she's championship material, right? Yeah. Even though I love Asuka, don't get me wrong. She's... I'm going to take the safe pick too. I'm going to go Belair because I'm, I'm not too sure on Asuka. I would like to see that, but I'm not, I'm not fully sure. If I were starting a company, I would grab Asuka and Baszler and run with those two as my main event women probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. I'll take uh, Next we get Edge versus Demon Balor in Hell in a Cell, which will not be red. That's uh, Hell in a Cell, right? Purple Demon, baby. Yep. Um, I really think Balor should win, especially with him busting Silly out the boy. Demon again. And Triple H wants to make him a top guy again. Remember, we heard that a while back. But I got the bad feeling Edge will pull out the win here because you know how that's the feud has to end, right? Um, I really want to pick Balor because, like, logically that makes more sense to me. Balor's, like... I think Triple H will probably want to do something like Balor would be an amazing first challenger for Cody. You know what I mean? Like, I think you could build Balor with this, but I think it's going to be Edge. Me too. I'm afraid it's Edge. It just I would I want it to be Balor. I would love that. And I don't want Edge to beat the demon, but just reeks of especially again, if Vince has his fingers in any of this, it doesn't feel like I just feel like even with Triple H, that's the end of the feud. Like, because they've feel had like, so many chances yeah. to do stuff with Balor and they just don't. And Honestly, his heel run in NXT was awesome. That was I love that. That's when he finally like felt like a complete character to me. Uh, um, but I don't think they'll do it. I think Edge I think wins. maybe Triple H will finally do something after I hope Mania. So. I'm uh, fine I to be. Like... I hope I'm wrong about this one. To I be honest. I would love to be wrong here. Me too. Um, I think I feel like the Edge feud is like tying up the loose ends. So I feel like once that's done, maybe Triple H can do something with Balor. Yeah. Then kind of once he's kind of free, hope so. I think you should do something with him. And maybe then now and now this leaves the door open to have the demon come in every now and then. Like a healed, yeah. we haven't had healed demon before, which I know doesn't make a huge difference because like the demons are different, but like I don't know, purple demon. Right. Uh, women's tag showcase. Now this is the fun one. I really I want you to try to guess. I know some Baszler okay. and Rousey. Yeah. mm Hmm. Natalia and somebody. It's not good. Liv? No. She's in it, but different. Oh, Give who's Liv with then? Yeah. Is Shotzi in it? Yes. With who, Natalia? Yes. That's wow. the second team. So Baszler, Ronda, Shotzi, and Natty. And, and Liv, Liv and somebody. And then Liv another team. Who's left? And uh, another team. Big. Is it an actual team or a no, cobbled, to- actual cobbled together? Other than, I would argue, maybe Baszler and Ronda, but even then. Uh, Nikki Cross? No. Huh. Uh, Dewdrop? Liv, no, lives with someone else big though. Tamina? No. <laughs> Ew. Gonzalez? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Liv and Raquel, and then one more team. It's so random, you won't get it. 
Uh, it's so weird. Who else is left in the women's division? Um, two heels on Raw, I think. Two heels. On One of them recently. Carmella. Returned. No. Uh, well, similar character, I guess. Someone. Oh, uh, uh Dana Brooke. No. Um, uh, recently returned, like at the Rumble. Oh, um, what's her face? Chelsea Green. And, Almost said Rachel Green. And Chelsea Green and another heel. You know, yeah, I don't think he'll okay, get it. Okay, who is it's it? It's Sonya Deville. Oh, no, I wouldn't have gotten <laughs> yeah. that. Sounds amazing. So, uh, Natty and Shotzi, wow. Raquel and Morgan, uh, Green and Deville, Baszler, Rousey. Um, I don't see how it's not Baszler and Rousey. That just, like, who cares? Like, that just, they're the only almost team. So. Like, I don't. It really know. doesn't matter. But, like, if you're going to, like, pick anyone, that just makes the most sense. I'm going to pick someone different just because I don't really know who. Um, let's go Rodriguez. I'll take Rodriguez and live. Okay. Just because I don't know. Maybe they'll throw the crowd a bone because they seem to love Liv Morgan and it's a meaningless win they can give her before she goes back to losing to everybody in singles <laughs> or whatever. That's I, what I'll do. I find it funny they had the qualifiers for this one where it's just like there's no team. There are no teams. The only teams they have are in a different match, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Meaningful stuff. Roman Cody. Um, uh, it's Cody. Uh, the time has come to say goodbye to, talk- to the forever champ. I'm um, trying to talk myself into it. I can't pick Roman Reigns anymore for the sake of it being Roman Reigns. It's Don't be stupid. You already picked. <laughs> you already stupid on the other main event, okay? That was dumb. I want to talk myself into it. You threw away Roman. a main event pick. Do it. I dare you. Um... I would love for you to do it because you're going to be so wrong. You're going to be wrong yeah. twice. I'll take Cody. It seems like exactly. everything's building to this. It, it's, it's, he's got to finish the story. Ugh. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not at 100%. It's Cody, though. I am. I'll say I'm like. Uh, I'd say 95%. I was going to say 85-15. I'm 100% on Zane and Owens. And I'm like 95 Wow, here. 100. I can't wait I, it, to be right about that one. I'm so. I'm going to so love. Certain. I'm going to rub it's that in. Not, you're, you had no shot. No shot. <laughs> No I hope you're shot. wrong. Uh, I'll record your reaction. No. It'll be our first no. video <laughs> when I'm taunting you for being right. Mm-mm. When the Usos That's hold up those happen. titles. That's never going to happen. And Roman loses. No shot. And Jay starts to get chippy with them and want to be the head. No, Jay's going to get chippy anyways. Is Jay the right one? Jay is the right one. Yes, I'm good. Good at this. <laughs> nice. So we ran through all those previews already. Yes. We're only at an hour and a half, eh? What? Yeah, we flew. That's ball. Well, because you didn't have any high spots, and we, mm-hmm. I, I don't, you seem to go quicker through AEW this week too. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but that's just the way it's it is. The exhaustion. That's a that might be it. You are exhausted, so you did said you do have some figuring it out. Very muchly. So we will talk about that next, and it is in fact figuring it out with Jack. <laughs> All right, talk to me about figures. What do you got? Um. So first, they finally showed off the all the defining moments figure. So. That was like an elite line they used to have. Like that was like a little more expensive than the normal elites, and they usually have like high, like the premium accessories or whatever. So they're redoing them as like, and the the title, the series concepts, pretty self-explanatory, defining moments. Um, but this time it's like a four-pack thing, ringside exclusive. I think you can also get them by themselves, but you can also get it as like a four-pack. Mm-hmm. So you got Bret Hart in the pink singlet, pink pants from WrestleMania Eight, which was that I think it was like a classic match he had with Roddy Piper. Yep. I think Would you say title. it was a defining moment? Uh <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh I got Shawn Michaels from Rumble ninety seven, which is when he won the WWE title back from Sid in his hometown, so that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh you got Mankind from King of the Ring. 
uh 98 he's got thumbtacks in his back cool and he's got the uh head scan with the tooth in his nose and the no, mask not really off. yeah because it's ring that's the benefit of doing ringside exclusives you can do like that's cool outside of the box so that's how you get like the bloody aew figures right because they're ringside exclusive it's not you're not selling these at walmart or whatever right so that's really cool and that's then cool. the creme de la creme you got uh torn pet cody with the bull rope yeah. full torn pet. it's that's which cool. i think is really cool um that's it's super interesting i think they um i think they made some good choices the brown one's like i guess like you gotta do something different so i think that's a fair choice but i think like the mankind and cody are no-brainers like the the torn pack thing's gonna be the thing for cody and the mankind when that's like the one to do mm-hmm. that was the one they used for like the to tease the the return of the lineup they had like a gray render of the thumbtack back so um i don't know i think that's really cool that they did that um so mankind's also got a masked face of course He's got the thumbtacks in the back, which looks he looks pretty insane. Yeah, that's cool. Um, then we got Elite One Hundred Two shown. I showed you the Gunther. It looks really nice. It does with the new shred torso, uh, new head scan. He's got the cloth red jacket. That looks really awesome. I really like that. I would probably get that. It's a cool figure. Although I'd almost be okay with sticking out with my Walter here. You know. Yep. Uh, we got Commissioner Foley. No thumbtacks. Obviously, it's different. He's got like the cloth flannel shirt. He's got like a gavel. I think it's like a hand holding a gavel. Uh, I think it might be like the gavel might be sculpted in the hand, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's got the painted on commissioner short shirt, short whatever. Uh, we got uh, our uh, the title winner Rhea Ripley. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got Judgment Day Rhea Ripley, which looks pretty nice. He's got like the fishnet all over, which looks pretty nice. Like um, so that's really cool. It looks interesting. Um, got Jackass match Sami Zayn with the giant mouse trap. Uh, he's got like a screaming expression. The figure's actually nice. Actually. That's a definite match we need to commemorate. Defining moment indeed. <laughs> they they already did because they already made Knoxville. So the definingest was... moment, in fact. De- definingest moment. Correct. Yeah. Um, then we got Austin Theory from Elite 102. And so he's got like, there's like a Captain America looking gear. And so he's got like the selfie face. And so I think, and then he's also got the chase variant in the black and gray. His arm looks really long in that angle. Yeah, and then this is so. There's that face with the smiling, like the selfie expression, which looks yeah. interesting. And then there's that face too, like they are quite expressive faces. Yes, which I mean, like indeed, they look kind of weird, but I also think they look really good because it's like, oh, that's tricky to do. So I'm kind of, it's kind of nice that they did that. Uh, there's Judgment Day Edge with the, one of the biggest freaking leather or like rubber <laughs> jackets you've ever seen. Like it, it, there's no mobility on those. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the great, the greatest reveal of the night, WrestleMania 32. Um, so it's Elite 103, WrestleMania 32, my first Mania, Stardust baby. Yes. Back in the line. Heard a lot about Let's this. Let's go already. It's the Stardust, the the Dusty Rose tribute with the black and the yellow polka dots. He's got the polka dot ladder. Um, I'm super pumped about Stardust. You are. Um, I would. Um, I'm so excited to get this. That's that's really nice. I think he's the chase. For the series too, so when they show the rest of that, hopefully there's another Stardust. Um, that's cool because that's Stardust. Um, not only is it Stardust, but it's also from my first Mania, so that was that's cool. It wasn't a good Mania, but it was Stardust, so that's sweet. Uh, Liv Morgan with the belt, and I don't care about Liv Morgan. Um, then you got Street Profits, and they got like the, they did like the shorts look, and they got like the jerseys. I think that actually looks really nice. Oh yeah, that's not bad. And then Dawkins has like an expressive face too. He's doing like that. But like his formula is a lot better because he was he was really chunky as first elite and like um, I remember the one guy watching YouTube he's not a fan of that but I think this one looks a lot better. Uh, then you got elite one of three Roman Reigns which looks exactly like the three pack one that I saw at fan or at, at Comic Con but different. 
And you got the half yellow, half black tights, Bobby Lashley. He's got the U.S. title with the side plates on. I think that's pretty nice. Nice. Um, then Jimmy Uso uh, for top picks, which goes with the Jey Uso from the SummerSlam wave. Uh, re-release Roman Reigns. Uh, Rock with the belt with the side plates, which is fine. Uh, then they showed Legends with Devar Sun, which is uh, I think they. Got, I'll show you this. Um, cousin Mark also sent me this, which is the Brother Love. Oh, nice. Classic. Which is interesting. Then there's another uh like mid 90s taker and then d-lo nice and love uh, d-lo brown uh nation domination comma i've got a different comma here you do <laughs> which is it's so weird um then we got uh rhythm and uh so i think Le- legends series 20 rhythm and blues greg valentine which is interesting yep uh white suit dibiase cool uh mr perfect which i think has the rubber singlet where you can take the straps down so i'm actually interested in that nice because like they they experiment experimented with that on the take early and then they're also doing it for pat mcafee which is weird and then they did it on boogs but this one like i don't know i, I wanna i wanna get like a figure with that but where it's like interesting like if they did kurt angle with the the singlet tech i would do that too but right. I don't know. and then there's a triple h returns that's late night i feel like it's late 90s triple h maybe early 2000s i don't know and then I think DBS is the chase because you got teal suit DBS and he's got an old head scan like where he's old. So maybe they're doing that too. Uh, then new Ruthless Aggression leads you got there's Edge in the purple camo and they they got this weird thing going with the Radar R logo where they lost rights to it or something. Then there's uh, US looking JBL. Uh, there's Miz with like you know where he had like the shorts and the the hat. Oh yeah, pre Miz Miz like where he was he was Miz, but like you know what I mean. Yep. And then they got MVP With, like the fedora or whatever. Yeah, right? they yeah. got MVP like classic MVP, which looks good. But he is it just he looks skinny as hell. Like, look at that. He does. I don't know why. And then giant quads. I like it, but like he looks like the proportions are horrible. And then there's Hollywood Rock, which is I guess neat, neat. neato. Uh, then there's uh there's like gray prototypes for Monday Night Wars. At least there's like Taker. Uh, Scott Hall, Austin and Jeans, uh, Luger, which I think is from when uh, Luger jumped ship, you know, like when he did the whole mm-hmm. same night thing. So, yes. And then there's Hogan from his, which is from his first Nitro appearance after NWO, which is kind of interesting. And I showed you the ultimate Seth with the crazy jacket. Yeah, that's nice. And he's got like three hits. That's awesome. I'm super pumped for that. Cause that's it looks a, cool. That's a sweet Rollins. I'll get to the other Rollins later. That was a disappointment. Uh, Then there's ultimate 17 andre which is the same series as rollins he's got the big belt again he's got like a big shirt on uh he's got four heads which is cool and then i showed you the macho king savage from the retirement match in mm-hmm. the white and purple which is really nice uh which is ultimate 18 and then also that's going with um mustache randall randall keith mm-hmm. which is solid then there's one night stand rvd which is solid i feel like he should come with the ecw title too but that's okay because these are i think these are ruthless aggression ultimates and then there's um here comes the pain Brock, you know, 2002, 2003 Brock. Uh, then there's Mysterio from Mania 22, and he's got the big mohawk thing. Right. Wow, big, does big, he ever. Big, hog, big honking mohawk. Very big. And then there's uh, Eddie Guerrero, which I think that looks actually really nice. Yeah, that does. That's pretty nice. And then there's uh, the the Bret Hart's, I think it's like a Legends one, I think. It's pretty similar to the Defining Moments Bret Hart. It's just got a pink jacket, and it's a little different, but pink, pink Bret Hart. His hair's really long. It is. And then there's Rock, and like he comes with a tracksuit, which is pretty cool, actually. Nice. Which you could probably take off or something. Uh, then they showed new images for Logan Paul and Cody, which are like, I think they were like, they were Mattel Creations exclusive, where it's like, you got a limited pre order. 
it's like a made to order kind of thing mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure uh and then they made an ultimate edition two-pack exclusive to amazon it's debut taker and gobbledygooker awesome because they debuted the same thing they you, did you get the big old survivor egg series yeah you get the big egg which that's just funny that is funny um there's new basics there's pat mcafee and it looks like he uses that rubber singlet tech i was talking about so that's kind of weird because i don't remember him ever doing that he just wore tank tops i don't know so then there's matt riddle Liv morgan in a red bodysuit cena and another hogan because i'll get that for you i guess <laughs> no um, thank you pass cody riddle roman for topics of jr saw then there's new two packs there's new day then there's uh, Batista and Taker. They forgot Batista's stomach tattoo, which is Didn't crazy. he get it removed, though, at some point? No, he got it covered. Covered. Oh, sorry. But right. this is like a Batista from when he would have had it. Right. And they didn't. Like, he that's probably crazy. said no. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> and since they do the side plates for the bell sound, Undertaker's got the World Heavyweight title. It's got his nameplate on it. So that's kind of cool. Cool. That they do that. And there's Gunther and Ricochet, and Gunther's got the side plates. Then there's Rock and Mankind. Uh, Theory's got his side plates for his belt and he comes with Cody and then Street Profits with the SmackDown tag, which I think is dumb because they only come with one tag belt. Uh, and then there's New Ultimates, which is Roddy Piper and George the Animal Steel, which is odd. But that's the next Coliseum one. Uh, then there's New Retros, which is whatever. They got they, so the new crowdfunders and Big Nitro stage with a bunch of Ultimates. Mm-hmm. That's like if you if they get enough backers, you get all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like one of those things and then they're coming out with a ring for that like a separate thing later on and then they put out the elite which is the greatest hits which is the re-releases so they did ddp which i think is a re-release of his legends elite they did a little while back which is not super interesting then they did a uh, mania 14 Shawn michaels which is pretty cool oh yeah um, cool. then there's hall of champions taker which is like 99 taker ministry of darkness uh king harley race Nice. And then in Blue Tista. Yeah. yeah. Like Blue Tista. And then Seth Rollins, which was the biggest waste of all time. Because if you're go. going greatest hit Seth Rollins, there's only one answer, okay? You got to pick Elite 45, SummerSlam 15, All White Rollins. What did they do? They picked the WrestleMania Cash in WrestleMania 31 Rollins, which is dumb. I have the original figure in the studio. I think it's sitting on the chair over there. Like, no. They should have picked the white one. Am I going to buy this? Probably. But am I going to like it? A little bit, but not, not a lot. Because uh, it's, it's such a wasted opportunity. It should have been the white one. Because that, that would have been so cool. It would have. It's, it's such a disappointment. Like, I don't know how they did that. Um, and then there's also uh, fan takeover polls for new Ultimate Edition. So um, I've been spam voting the Seth Rollins that I want. Uh, which of is course the one from day one. Which is like the teal and green one. Because mm-hmm. I don't want the Elton John one, okay? It's got it's the one with the long pants, which looks weird. Okay, looks weird. Sure. And I don't want a shield Seth. Okay, that's just no, I don't want it. Um, and that is it. That was um, a that so was a big it figuring was. it out this week. Um, personally, I'm very excited for Stardust. Yeah, you are both of them. I'm just uh, I'm that's awesome, and the Seth Rollins is a disappointment. Well, look at that. It's only twelve thirty in the morning, and we're done quicker nice. than I expected. Saturday. Well, I hope that all of you wrestling fans have a great weekend of watching whatever it is you plan on watching. I'm sure WrestleMania. I don't know if we're going to do a bonus show somewhere along the way. Otherwise, next Saturday is going to be crazy long, right? If we're reviewing stuff or cherry picking it. I don't know. But if you're subscribed or following or whatever you need to do, you'll know as soon as we release something new. Um, so hopefully you enjoy whatever wrestling you choose to watch this weekend. Hopefully we do as well. 
and I guess we'll definitely be back next Saturday, if not before, for episode 142. And until then, folks, take care. <laughs>